Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Ball Politics Podcast for, what's today? The, uh, I, 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 no more for what do you, what do you got going on? I'm going to stuff in my face with apple pie. Okay. Leftovers from Thanksgiving? No. This is one that I make myself afterwards. Nice. Is there anything else in it besides apple and crust and whatnot? Yeah, it's got a little dope in it. It's got yeah. fucking weed in there. There's probably weed in there. It's got, it's got dope in it. The other one's got a nail file and, uh, and a chisel uh, that I'm setting nice. up. Nice. And some, some nail clippings, right? So that's 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 good Gross. stuff. No, that would be, I'd be sending that to the Dems. <laughs> Send that shit to the Dems. Um, so I have a personal rule. When I ask about how people's vacation was and stuff, I give them 30 seconds to talk about it because after 30 seconds I stop giving a shit. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you, uh, how was your Thanksgiving in 30 seconds or less? Thanksgiving, fantastic. Uh, really uh, find uh, time to set aside any negative stuff about, you know, what the holiday may or may not be about. And I just focus on family and really, really good food and football that's, uh, that supports my fantasy football team, and uh, it was just fantastic. All of those three were great. So I was in, I was in a uh, fat city. Good, good. How about, how about you? Thirty seconds or less. Good. Thirty seconds or less. It was awesome. I was up in, in Duxbury, Massachusetts, seeing family and friends. Got to see a lot of loved ones. Um, yeah, got red pill anybody? Red pill my dad on Seth Rich. Uh, but his Quincy brain can, can't process things the way, the way we can, but he tried his best. Um, went to see, went to Mecca, uh, to see the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um, so got to see the, the statue, the, 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 the trophies, the rings, all the paraphernalia. Kids loved it. Um, and then, uh, it was just a great trip. So, and then we're going back up at Christmas time. So everyone's happy. You're happy. I'm happy. And, uh, the country's happy. So. That's 30 seconds less. We both did in under 30 seconds. Yeah, and it just sounded like there was just a uh, holiday cheer to spread around. So I guess a lot of holiday not, cheer. I guess we're not liberal fascists. <laughs> we're not liberal fascists. We're not screaming at the sky. We're not grim-faced everywhere we go. We're not depressed. Life goes on because we don't attach our happiness as human beings to whoever political figure is in office. You know why? I think there's a word for people that do that. Uh, losers. Losers. So, I mean, if I were still moping around that Romney lost in 2012, I'd be a loser. If I was still moping that McCain lost in 2008, I'd be a friggin' loser. If you were still moping about John Kerry losing in 2004, you'd be a loser. So this is just how adults act, right, Steve? Well, to be fair, I'm still a little butthurt about uh, George Bush stealing the election from <laughs> uh, Al Gore. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, as... as spiraling death trap but other than that yeah uh, you know what yeah. and but you know what in the spirit of open-mindedness and self-reflection i agree with you steve i agree with you there was yeah, some hanky panky. It. it was a horrible time and i like you know, it was one of those things like i just had this awful feeling and it wasn't because i was like all emotional i just written you know, i wasn't predicting that 9-11 and what that was happening but like god i was just watching these this whole clan that was stepping in and like you know what was the dick cheney like literally as he turned out to be he looked like the emperor yep <laughs> you know in, in star wars like he was horrible he was he was he did nothing to bring the ball downfield 
Uh, no, and I think that all of it, I think it, it was 100% planned of what they were doing when they went in there. And as we all know, I mean, it just it created this horrible mess that we're still in today. You it know? did. So, I mean, have we, have we talked about how it was, um, I believe it was, remember Wesley Clark, uh, four-star general, I think he was NATO Supreme Commander. He ran for off. He ran for the Democrats' uh, nomination yeah, in two thousand four. He was like an independent Ross Perot type. No, Wesley Clark was a Democrat. Okay, yeah. But he was yep. a decorated four-star general. He had the accolades. Um, I actually didn't mind him, uh, but he was a neocon. He was a globalist, and I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I remember right after, right before nine eleven, he was approached by someone saying. Um, this is right after, this is, what was it, before or after Bush won, but before 9-11, he was approached and said, someone said to him um, in the halls of the Pentagon or something, oh, we're going into Afghanistan. And he's like, what the hell are we going into Afghanistan for? And they were like, well, no, we got to protect the poppy fields, we got to do this, that, and the other thing, got to get rid of the Taliban. And he said, well, there's no interest in doing that. What, what, who, the people aren't going to go for that shit. There's no appetite for it. And then they said, oh, yeah, we're also going to go back into Iraq. And he's like, you're crazy. You're, that's not going to happen. Fast forward after 9-11, fast forward after they invade Iraq, after they invade Afghanistan, um, Wesley Clark is again approached, and they said, oh, yeah, check this out. Here are the war plans for the Middle East reshaping. And he's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we're going to go after Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, uh, Egypt, uh, what else? No, not Bahrain, not Qatar, not Saudi Arabia, but everything but those three countries is going to be in scope for this whole re-imaging of the Middle East, culminating in Syria and then ultimately Iran. So this was all planned by the State Department, by the CIA, by the neocons for about 17 years this was kicking around. And remember, they get what they do is they they have to have an operation, whether real or false flagged. I you know I'm still someone that goes back and forth on 9/11. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter what I think because in the end, what happened? Controlled demolition. There's no question. Yeah, Building Seven was a controlled demolition. As far as um, you know, when you when you talk to someone and start questioning the narrative, the first thing they say is, "Oh, so you're telling me that the you're saying the planes never went into the buildings." What a stupid thing to say! And I'm like, dude, I never even said that, really. Well, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say that they never went into uh, the Pentagon, or a a plane never went in the Pentagon. Yeah, so I've, I've thought about that. Yeah, so, and again, I'm still researching, studying. I'm open minded. I just don't trust a damn thing these people say. Um, so uh, it appears a small aircraft may have gone in, right? No, it was a missile. A missile of some sort. It was a it was a U.S. guided missile with uh, a, a direct hit on its intended target. And what does that tell you? Uh, controlled, remotely controlled. Well, that's where we know that it was totally a conspiracy, just like JFK's assassination was, as we're finding out was a total conspiracy. Is that small faction of government with private business, uh, the buildings, the trade towers. Um, and I, and here, I'll give you some background. So the trade towers are owned by, I forget who the group is that, that owns it, but this is now getting into a real estate play. And they owed uh, big money, way too much money on the towers. 
And uh, it was an easy sell for them to essentially, you know, knock those down uh, in cahoots with, you know, the small faction of the government that needed those planes to go in for the shock factor, right? Because that's what they needed. Yep. Uh, hence, they're friends with Saudi Arabia, right? The Kingdom of Saud. Is that any coincidence that Bandar Bush and the Bush family, like, no, not a coincidence. All right. friends, all in, you know, gives the motive. So they send the planes in. They have the, the the buildings already rigged. Now, the building, I think it was Building 7, right? Is that what we were talking about? But not Building 7. What was the one that was not even hit, but it fell down? Building 7 was the one that we, you know, people suspect was already equipped to go down quickly. And we're, so that's not the trade towers. We're talking about the one that was next door. Correct? Right. The one the one that they, they said, oh, they just they just demolished. Okay, do you know the history? Do you know the history on that building? I do not. I, I heard. So let me say my 10 seconds and you just take it. That was okay, like the so operations for the whole thing in conspiracy circles. That was building seven was the command center for the operation. And they brought that down last. Well, no, no. I, what I know is that, here's what I know. There's a very famous building that turned out to be Building 7 that's in downtown Manhattan that since, you know, the 20s or wherever it was, it since that time, it had been so completely engulfed in asbestos that, and, and because of where the proximity was in such old town New York, you couldn't demo it. And it was way too cost prohibitive and environmentally dangerous to do anything else and clean it. So you had this building sitting there. Okay. Right? And with nothing, no end in sight, environmental disaster. So uh, the people who are knocking down their buildings to get rid of it and claim insurance, uh, let's just add another one in there too. Yep. Right? So yep. now you have the explanation of why that building goes down. All comes down to money for those people. So, is it a coincidence that uh, the owners of the trade towers, uh, once they were both down, they claimed and got double insurance? They got paid out double insurance for the replacement cost of the building times two. Right. And it was this huge, huge to do. Do you remember this? I do remember that actually. Wow. Yes, yes. Follow the money. Follow the money. So that explains the trade towers, right? And if you go look at the debt that they had in those buildings, you'll also find out what now in the Pentagon, why was that hit? Because there was no way a plane's flying into that. So how do you destroy that part of the Pentagon and why that part of the Pentagon? Because wasn't that, I mean, we, we hear that with September 10th, 2001, Rumsfeld saying, I don't know where $2 trillion is in our budget. Undeniably, Rumsfeld comes on and says it, and you'll never forget it, right? Because it's emblazoned in video. We have no idea where these two trillion dollars are. Right, trillion with a T. Right, right, right. And so, before any oversight, before anything in Congress starts asking questions, nine eleven happens, which shocks the world, and just conveniently, some missile uh, enters into the Pentagon and blows up the office where all of those records were. Correct. Correct. A little suspicious, right? A fucking little suspicious. A little suspicious. suspicious. It's like it's very easy. Right. It's very easy. So the more I uncover this kind of stuff, I mean, I've gone from someone who was 100%. This was because they hated us for our freedoms, (laughs) which is laughable now. Even if you don't believe it was an inside job, which I'm not saying it necessarily was, but if you go back to what we were thinking, Steve, in 2001... I don't want to speak for you, but I was thinking terrorists hate us for our freedoms. 
they want to kill us because we worship, I worship Jesus. We're a Christian, Judeo-Christian nation. We have freedom and liberty. They don't. They hate that. They want to kill us. It wasn't about that at all. Correct. It was all, I, well, no. I mean, this is where things get a little convoluted, right? Because, no, it was about that. For the 17 of 19 guys that they brought in from Saudi Arabia, I mean, how do you get a guy to fucking get onto a plane knowing it's never coming down? Right. You know, you very much are selling them the story that you you were just told, but the opposite uh, party. Right. right. So, and then you add in their religious piece where they really believe that if, if and when they become that martyr and do this horrible thing, it's actually a good thing and they're going to heaven with 17 virgins, et cetera, et cetera. Right. 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 But right. so, yes, that does play into it, dude. 100% that plays into it. It just doesn't play in, obviously, as like the narrative that you're talking about, like as the, t- the total story of why it happened. Right. So, in other words, as a, as a rhino in 2001, I was like, this is crazy. George Bush, you do what it takes to make these evildoers pay. Yeah, they sold you hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker, right? Hook, line, and sinker. And that's what they were depending on, yeah. It's the rhinos that were all going to beat the drum, uh, you know, in America, America this, and don't question. Dude, let me put it this way. Liberal fascists today were just like Republicans and a lot of Democrats who were totally engulfed after 9-11 in just questioning the narrative of why the fuck we were going to war. Right. I remember that, like, because I remember getting screamed at by people just very similarly today for supporting Trump and questioning and going, yeah, 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 I get it. Like, we need to do something and get to the bottom of it, but fucking go to war with Iraq? Like, what? Can and so, Steve, you know, I'll admit it. Something that's completely ridiculous? Like, I'll admit it. Steve, I was a guy that screamed at you. I was a guy. I, I, I remember you calling me at college, and we taught, We would talk every you know couple of weeks or so, and you'd get on my case, and I'd get more defensive. Now it's a back and forth, you know, amicable conversation. But back then, I was the guy screaming at you because I was doing exactly what the left is doing now. I'm also, you know, I'm 36 and more mature than a 19 year old college kid. Um, or a 45-year-old educated woman who's, like, screaming at me this morning. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. These people are goblins. But the thing is, I I was doing exactly the other side of the coin what the left is doing. The left is screaming racist, bigot, sexist, homophobe, Islamophobe. Back then, I was saying, Steve, you obviously hate America. Right? And if you can take a step back and, you know, de-escalate, both sides that pull that kind of stunt sound like friggin' douchebags, Right? Yeah, well, dude, of course, especially when there's so much on the line, you know, like in one case, it's our First Amendment and just being able to have freedom of thought and expression. And the second one, it's like, you know, just being able to question the narrative and not play sports ball with like people's lives in our country. Correct. We did. And that's what took that's what took me a long time to realize people were playing sports ball with lives. And, you know, the, the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war could be going in a horrible direction. There could have been, remember, Steve, 10, 15 years ago, there were roadside bombs. Every other day, it seemed, five troops being killed. And, you know, the neocons, myself included, were, were left saying, well, no, it'll, it'll all turn out okay. They're going to get those WMDs, and you'll see. I'll be proven right. Bush will be proven no, right. Of course, it will. No, it's, it's so crazy, right? It's a playbook out of today. It's going, oh, you'll see when Donald Trump is, is found colluding with Russia. You guys will see. And yes. Like, yeah, dude. 
It's a no, we won't. It's a fucking year plus into it. You have nothing. You're gonna have nothing. Like, give it the fuck up. Right. <laughs> right. And you could see. So, mass destruction. And I actually, and, and this is this is we're a very we're, we show humility on this program because you and I, Steve, can admit when we were chumped, and the other person can admit when someone else was right. I admit you had good judgment on the Iraq War WMDs being a fraud. And I trust your judgment on the Russia collusion, which we're now agreed on, that it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. It never happened. She lost. We, from from second one, we've been on the record going, this is complete horseshit. Right. For the Russia collusion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, that's, why it makes th that's what makes this show so interesting. Because, Steve, you and I are diametrically on the opposite ends of the usual spectrum, spiritually, politically, fiscally, Civil liberty wise, oh well, civil liberty wise, maybe we're on the same page, but um, but we we came together because we saw a common goal, a once a generation person running for office that could change the game. And each podcast episode we record, we're giving you more and more breadcrumbs, more and more proof and validation that America made the right choice with Trump. As unlikable as a person as he is, he's doing the things that libertarians. And, you know, the, the pro-America types always envisioned happening. He's just not a nice guy about it. So you have to kind of ask yourself, do I want a pussy like Kasich, Bush, Romney, McCain, Dole, Jeff Flake, you know, whomever, that is a really nice person? We didn't want the nice guy. If we wanted the nice guy, we would have hired Jeb or we would have hired freaking... Uh What's the surgeon there's name? That ben like, Carson. Ben Carson. Or Mike Huckabee. Him, dude. We don't want nice. Fuck nice. Fuck That's nice. People don't understand. Yeah, I've been trying to explain to people. It's like, it's not about nice. Like, that shit's over. This is America. This is America. The United States of America, Inc. Fuck you. Pay me. Right. That's what this is. Right. This is America. The land of huge, beautiful, titted women in guns. Lots of guns. That's what America is. So fuck you. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. I love it. I love it. I love you it. Know, so my, I, was, I was talking to my brother-in-law earlier tonight, and he's like totally an 80s guy, right? Like fucking, he was an 80s guy, Florida State, uh, when D Neon Dion was there, yep. showing up as a freshman in a limo outside of Dope Campbell. Uh, you know, and it was just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You could ride in the back of pickups in the 80s, yep. like drinking and driving still. Like, eh, just don't do it again. It's a real issue. Of course it is. So, and that's where we are now. Um, so, I don't know how far we've fallen, right? So, you know, what do we, what, we're 20 minutes in. What do we want to talk about tonight? There's a lot going on. Um, as we said, uh, what I like to do, remember talk about what we thought was going to happen at last episode and then discuss what's actually happened since. So we had said at last glance, there's going to be, oh, here we go. There's going to be a huge breaking story on a congressman that's going to open up the floodgates for 264 some odd allegations of sexual harassment in Congress. Uh, as we were taping, we didn't know who that person was. I think Mike Cernovich released it the next day, and it was John Conyers, the, I believe, California congressman. He's 88 years old. He's been in Congress for 52 years, you know, poster boy for term limits. Uh, he supposedly walked around naked in his office, uh, would grope several staffers, 
uh, would do other sexually inappropriate things in order to, uh, you know, I will fire you if you don't do this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so John Conyers has been all over the news for the last week, and now it's starting. So as we predicted, it's starting to leak out. There are other people in Congress that had settlements. There's 264 settlements to an of 17 million that was paid. 17 million dollars out of our fucking money. So here's here's the thing, people. So they could so they could literally pander around and play grab ass and like get paid off for it with no re repercussions. Correct. Like, they could what? they could wear bathrobes and they're now saying, oh, well, John Conyers was known to... Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's always come back. We should have a whole segment uh, and come up with the questions of today's news and come up with the question and just a very honest answer. Like, we're not really meaning to hate because I'll be honest, right? I try to be as honest as I can, no matter if it's real or not. I try to pride myself on that. Real question, Ross. If Hillary's elected, that's the segment. If Hillary's elected, do all of these allegations of the 267 and the 17 million, does that come out to the American public to know? Absolutely not. I rest my case. Absolutely not. Does Hall, does Harvey Weinstein come out? And I, you know, and I, and I, I just don't think that even, even the liberal fascist pussy hat wearers can say that it's a bad thing, whether these people are vindicated or convicted, that all of this is coming out, right? So it's like... Let's get real and let's give Donald Trump uh, credit where credit's due. Well, that's the thing. It's it's two pronged. So it's it's DC coming clean, and it's also Hollywood. So if Hillary won, do you think the Harvey Weinstein story would have broken? And all absolutely the not. I think that they would have doubled down on it, and I think that Barack Obama and Michelle would have sent their other daughter to go intern for him the next. <laughs> that's true. So what does that say about Obama? That he probably knew this stuff was happening. Oh, you know, I'm on the record about that, man. I think what's what's creepy is that if you're you're you're, you're a president, you have current Secret Service on your staff. You are the head of the NSA the CIA, the FBI, you get daily intelligence reports, and you don't fucking know, along with your wife, the first lady, that the open quote-unquote secret in Hollywood is that Harvey Weinstein, the biggest donator to your party, is groping underage girls. Yep. You know all about it. He's a bundler. You know, like, don't, <laughs> what's worse? Don't tell me that you don't know. With all of those assets and all of that, don't tell me you don't know, and what makes it worse is that if you do know, you go and send your daughter to intern for the man? Yep. Like, what does that say? That's a sick, sick situation. That's very now weird. Let, uh, let that sink in. I would, I, never, I would never send my daughter off to work with someone I thought was remotely sketchy. That's disgusting. Well, uh, you know, unless, uh, listen, I'm not even going to get into it, all right? Let's just, let's not get into, let's not get into the why Ross, because you know where my brain goes and it's capable of it. But let's yep. not get into the why uh, they would be okay with that, knowing right. about it. Fair enough, fair enough. What so, kind of shit that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so having said that, so Steve and I, not that we're breaking news, but we're breaking news that we read about before your typical MSM networks talk about it. So it's not like we're like connected people. Um, but we did say, based on some of the people we follow and read up on, there's going to be a big story breaking on Congress. Someone in Congress with a sexual allegation is going to break the floodgates open. And what has happened? We have uh, Al Franken's had more accusers. Uh, so there's so here's the thing. The 264-person list of sexual allegations to the tune of 17 million, 
give, I'm giving you some extra context because I've dug, dug into this. $17 million of taxpayer money has gone to pay off allegations and harassment. On the side note, every member of Congress is given a $1.3 million budget for their staff, their travel, uh, keeping an office, you know, supplies, all that stuff. John Conyers used 27000 of his $1.3 million allotment of budget each year to pay off an accuser. So when he says, no, that wasn't taxpayer money, he's full of shit because taxpayers allow each member of Congress uh, $1.3 million to run a department, to run a staff, to run travel, to run a campaign, not a campaign, to run anything associated with being a congressman. Um, so he's lying to us when he says that's not taxpayer money. So either way, uh, John Conyers is lying. He's also, you know, he was asked about the allegation when it came out, and he said, I don't know anything about it. And then two hours later, he said, oh, you mean that sexual assault case? Yeah, I know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, your name was on a $27,000 check. Don't lie to me. I'm not stupid, right? Um, since then, we've heard that, again, as I said earlier, Al Franken, uh, there's allegations, there's assumptions, there's rumors, there's gossip that Joe Biden, Hansy Joe Biden, Creepy Uncle Joe, Creepy Uncle Joe, is on that Joe. list. Is on that list. And now, mind you, he's been a senator since forever. There so, is no. I, we should have a, an ongoing fucking pool that Joe that Joe Biden's in that goddamn thing. He is, and I think honestly, we have bipartisan effort by Rod DeSantis. Uh, on the Republican side and uh, Tulsi Gabbard on the Democrat side, who she's awesome, by the way. Uh, they want to get that list released to everybody. I want to know who's on the list. And again, Steve, it's not about Republicans and Democrats getting points and making political hay. Uh, I've been told the list is about 70% Democrat, 30% Republican. But again, I don't care if that number was swapped. I want people... Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Get them all. I don't get them all. It's 100% it, Republicans. Get them all. And I don't care if it's if it's Ron Paul and Ted Cruz doing it. Clean up the act of Congress, right? Clean it up and get rid of the perverts, the predators, whatever. Um, the way you didn't get rid of Bill Clinton. The way you didn't get rid of Anthony Weiner in a timely fashion, right? The way you... You had to, by force, get John Edwards out of the game because his, someone got pregnant, you know? The, there's This has been the way you didn't get the Kennedys out of there, right? So this is our chance to clean things up. Um, and you're going to see other names dropping. You're going to see that Menendez was on the list. He got off in his trial for having sex with prostitutes that were underage. Um, so he got off. He's coming back to Congress with a vengeance. He's going to... He's going to get revenge on people. Yeah, okay, because you had sex with underage hookers. Um, Menendez is on that list. Gutierrez, Luis Gutierrez. Um, I don't know what state he's in. He might be in Michigan. I don't know. He's not seeking re-election. He's one of the impeached Trump guys. Um, yeah. He stepped out yesterday and said, I'm not seeking re-election um, for my, my House of Representatives seat. Uh, to anyone with a brain... That says, oh shit, the guy's young, he's in his early 50s, he had a bright future, what's going on? Well, that says that there's probably a scandal brewing. Uh, the guy in Texas, Al Green, he looks, he's an African-American gentleman, he's got a thick beard, but it, 
Like the beard, the beard grows really close to his eyeballs, so he looks like a werewolf, like half, <laughs> like the like the bearded lady. But like he, like yeah. I don't know, they call him Teen Wolf. They call him Teen Wolf. But Al, you'd know him when you saw him. But look him up. He's he's kind of a circus freak. Um, like the again, I'm Armenian, and my beard doesn't even approach my eyeballs. His cheeks are completely covered, and it, it approaches his eyeballs. So that guy was accused of having sex with a crack hose staffer of his. Um, and then sued her when she came forth with allegations that he has sexually assaulted her. Um, so Al Green is on the list. Rumors that Adam Schiff is on the list. Rumors that Richard Blumenthal is on the list. Uh, the guy that faked his Vietnam uh, uh, credentials. Um, this is about to blow open. And so whatever you're seeing in Hollywood, picture the same thing happening in D.C., and to come back to my point of what I've said multiple episodes, in Hollywood, I said there's going to be four levels to this. There's going to be women being assaulted. There's going to be men being assaulted. Third layer is children being assaulted. There's underage people that settled with Congress. So there are people on that list of 264 that do have allegations against them by underage minors, which is sick. And then the last layer is occult worship. Um, the same for Washington, D.C. So if I can go down, the first two we already want to recap, women and men. The third layer of D.C., child molestation. There was a little... Oh, that's a bad one. That's a bad one, Steve, because wasn't there a little something called Pizzagate? Yes, there was. Yes, there was, and that was what I believe happened with that. I'm, I'm someone that's still researching Pizzagate. But if you can account for the fact that the Vatican has Pizzagate-type trafficking, right? There's pedophilia. If Hollywood has pedophilia, if sports has pedophilia, why institutions have pedophilia? Institutions like, have pedophilia. Every week there's a new teacher that had sex with a student. Um, why wouldn't the most sinful industry besides prostitution, politics, why wouldn't that have pedophilia? Um, and I found out that the owner, not to go into a Pizzagate thing, because again, I'm not there yet, the owner of Comet Ping Pong, James Elephantis, is the former boyfriend of David Brock of Media Matters, the one, the one that tried to chase Hannity off the air, uh, the one that does all these liberal, like, progressive, you know, get someone banned type thing. And guess what trillionaire family James Elephantis is a part of? What? Starts with an R. See if and you can... Othschild. Oh, really? So he, he is in a picture. There was a family reunion a couple years ago. He's in a picture with all of them. He goes by... It was doxxed recently on 4chan. So he goes by a name, Elephantis. But he has roots to the Rockefeller family. And this is the guy... And I'm not saying he particularly was involved. We don't know. Um, but if you think that child trafficking and, you know, John Podesta is not involved with child trafficking and child prostitution and pedophilia, you got another thing coming. Because if you can allow it in the Vatican, if you can allow it in other aspects of life and power, why wouldn't it be happening in D.C.? The former secretary, uh, I'm sorry, secretary, the former speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert, uh, was a pedophile. He had sex or molested a 13-year-old. Multiple times, multiple thirteen-year-olds. That would be. Of course, it's there. Of course, it's there. Yeah, was it happening underneath a pizza shop? 
Probably not. I'm 99.9% sure it wasn't happening underneath a pizza shop. But do I think children were procured for members of Congress and big donors to political parties? You bet your ass I do. And whether it's called Pizzagate or Pastagate or Taco Gate or Boston Cream Pie Gate, it doesn't matter. There's trafficking and procuring of children in D.C. like any other institution of power. And I think that's the next shoot to fall. And that's what I think is being wrapped up right now by Trump. That's going to just drop. That's going to just be too much for people. Oh, totally. But, you know, it was too much for people that were Kevin Spacey fans, right? It was too much for people that were uh, X-Men fans. It's too much for people that are John Podesta fans. Um, so, you know, I, I it doesn't surprise me. And what's going to happen... We've already talked about when all this stuff rolls up, and it's starting to roll up as we speak. Um, it's going to blow some minds, and whether you like Donald Trump or not, he's been hot on the trail of child prostitution traffickers for about five to seven years. He was tweeting about it way back in 2012. Um, you know, he was at Epstein Island, left early because he's like, "There are 15 year olds here. I'm fucking out of here." You know, I like I like women in their late thirties. I like Eastern European women. He's a dog. He's a misogynist. He's a narcissist. But he ain't a friggin' pedophile. And he left that island so fast. While Podesta, Spacey, Bill Clinton went twenty five times. Hillary went. Anthony Weiner went. Huma Abedin went. Um, you know, who's that? Alan Dershowitz, the progressive lawyer that shows up on Fox News from time to time. He went. A lot of creatures went there. Uh, Trump was the only one to leave early because he was so disgusted. Uh, and he's a sexual, you know, barbarian. So if he's saying that, it must have been pretty sick. So I know we're kind of jumping around tonight, but this is intel you're not going to get from anywhere else. You're not going to get it from mainstream media, right? So, that's correct. Um, so that's... That's where we are at the uh, the Hollywood DC stuff. That list is going to get worse and worse for the Democrats. Again, they were doing this type of stuff at a three to one ratio to the Republicans. Again, we don't care what side gets you know their integrity impugned. We don't care. I want Washington clean. I want the fucking swamp drain. It's not going to drain unless we put a spotlight on the sexual harassment, on the stupid voting records on the lack of balls on these congressmen and women. Um, and I think Trump's doing it. He's only been in office for 10 months. And we're already seeing the swamp either drain itself by virtue of, I think I read 30 members of Congress are not seeking re-election because they know they're going to get their ass kicked. And most of them are Republicans. And I'm fine with that. Uh, we have Bob Corker, Jeff Flake not seeking re-election. Because they're establishment types. They know they're going to get their ass kicked. Right. And if Trump does this for eight years, times maybe you get two or three senators, McCain's going to be dead in spring. Okay. I don't, again, I said this before. I'm not like looking forward to it, but I'm just giving you reality. McCain's going to be dead in spring. Um, Jeff Flake's going to be gone. So, you know, Kelly Ward's going to replace him and then whatever random Republican. Joe Arpaio may run. Who knows? Um, but if Trump can get two or three establishment losers in the Republican Party to step aside each year, Susan Collins has Parkinson's. Again, I'm not celebrating it, 
Susan Collins, see you later, you freaking horrible Republican. She's she, but she's establishment, and, and people are like, "Come on!" She's a rhino. She's horrible. She's a horrible rhino. And again, I'm not expecting you, Steve, to get on board with Republicans. I don't want you to. They're not worth getting on board with. But uh, and more, you wouldn't expect me to get on board with Democrats uh, unless her name is Tulsi Gabbard, who's the only admirable Democrat that I've known, I've seen. Um, but if you chase out all of the rhino Republicans. And you run some people that are a little out there and loopy on the Democrat side or the MAGA Republican side, and they get in, and they can work with Trump, because Trump doesn't give a fuck. He's got a pragmatist mentality. He'll work with a Democrat over Republican if the Democrat is pro-MAGA, right? Right. Um, right. Well, you know, Steve, you're a former Bernie guy. I'm waiting for, I want Bernie to work on some legislation to take some of the power away from the mega banks. How about Trump engages him for that? Because Bernie's a never Trumper, dude. He's part of the resistance movement. He's a complete loser. You think so? Because I'm the type that says, "I'm so, done with Bernie. He's a fucking coward." Okay, so but I'm thinking like, okay, if you're Trump, you're a pragmatist. You hate both parties. You've donated to both parties. You know where the bodies are buried. You know where these people are vulnerable. Their soft spots are. I would protect. You know, I would play up to the strengths of people. On either side. So if I see Bernie and Liz Warren, yeah, I don't like you people, but you know what? I liked what you said about breaking up the mega banks. So why don't you two tag team? You have my support. Go craft some legislation that takes the power and the bite out of a Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan City. Um, you Ross, know. you're so pie eyed optimist. It's so funny. Like, oh, uh, hasn't the table so turned? Hasn't the table like turned? Though you haven't been here for the past twelve months of this so-called hashtag resistance. I movement. know, and I know. You happen to pick two of the leaders of the resistance movement and just say, "Hey, Donald Trump should give you a good idea about something you guys are logically really good at. And you can make a dent in to help America. Why don't we work together?" Oh, well, because Pelosi and fucking Schumer didn't even show up to work this morning. I saw that. I saw that. That's crazy. They're so butthurt by something that Donald Trump says over Twitter that they're going to show him and they don't show up for work. Guess what, you fucking idiots? That hurts America because they elected, not us, your constituents elected you to fucking show up. Could you imagine, right, our founding fathers are fucking turning over in their graves because if anybody studied civics back then, specifically when they were crafting the Constitution and arguing the fuck over it because they hated each other. Yep. They hated each other. Yep, you're exactly right. And somehow they forged the fucking Constitution. And you idiots can't get together about our budget that's going to fucking shut the government down. You know what, though? Donald Trump knows, Ross. Yep. Here's something that we can make a prediction for because we have that part of our show. God, I hope, but it's like, I'm so radical in this. I uh, like wish that it would be more true. So a part of a little bit of Homer in me is going to, you know, Homerism is going to come out in this prediction. Donald Trump wants the government to shut down. He fucking wants it to. The The Democrats are all thinking they're going to be obstructionist and they're going to, they're going to, work against Trump and get what they want, right, or else they'll let the government shut down? Oh my god, they better fucking watch out what they wish for. So you think that's going to happen? So you think he, he salivates at the opportunity of a government shutdown? Well, think of it, right? Like, again, you know, we, I feel like we we Trump speak a little bit, and we're pretty good at reading in between the lines, so as he's bringing on 
what's the woman that was completely, uh, quote unquote, like not qualified to run the Department of Education? Who was that? Betsy, Betsy DeVos. Oh, and who did the lefties freak the fuck out about that? This woman is not qualified. She believes in, she wants to dismantle and defund the entire thing. And it goes, bingo, hello. Yeah, you call that, you call that early on. You actually yeah, said. It's like they don't understand it yet. They people, These people, they don't get Trump yet and what he's doing. Yes, people, that's exactly what he's doing. He wants it to fund the entire thing. So he's bringing in it. It's like they're shocked, right? It's like, it's almost like trauma when you're shocked and you it, nothing's computing like logically in your brain. Right, because right? he's so out of the box. He's so out of the box, right? Yeah, like the guys, like they're, they're so upset about him bringing in somebody that's not competent or qualified. They're totally overlooking the fact that he's absolutely bringing in the right person, dismantle it piece by piece. So think about it. Let's play this out. Say a department was created in 1980, which... Technically, Department of Education was created around there. And Shut the right. whole thing down. Defund the whole thing and block grant every piece of money that you're going to do anything about that over to the states and say, figure it out yourselves. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. But think oh, of it. Done. Think done. of it. See you later. Think of it. That starts in Reagan's first term. 27 years later, if I were to give it a grade, I'd give it a D+. If you knew a department was getting a D plus for the first 27 years of its existence, does it matter... Who the hell you hire for year 28? It does not matter because you have such a shitty grade to begin with. And that's what I was trying to explain to my liberal friends. If you have a failing grade or a D plus, and you bring in someone that doesn't have the experience you think, when the prior five to seven people that were running it did have experience. Right, let me pause you, Ross. Again, you're like, it's okay. You're you're applying something that's logical, right? You're being logical in a completely illogical situation. Let me take another level for you and go down it a level deeper. This is not public education after 27 years. This is indoctrination. Fair. That's true. The Weather Underground, Barack Obama's number one, his his political mentor, right, Bill Ayers, who was a member and founder of the Weather Underground of 1970s, go read their manifesto. And when you read it, it's a chilling insight into what is happening today. Yep. And they took a stance back in the late 70s saying, this is a 30-year plan. Yep. This is part get our people out into public education, get them as teachers, and start changing the meaning of words. Yep. Right? Start redefining what all this stuff means. I mean, it's literally in his manifesto. We need to, like, people need to read it. And uh, also the manifesto, I think Bill Ayers said, there needs to be a culling of Americans. About 30 million people need to die. Yes. Another really chilling thing is that what he understood is that white people are still the majority in this country. So what you need to do is you need to divide the white people down the middle. And how have they been doing that, right? Think of that. What does that mean? And why have they been pushing white privilege and feel guilty about slavery, white people? Feel guilty. We were, I've never owned a slave in my life. Yep. Neither did any of my fucking ancestors. So which part of do I feel bad about being white and fucking owning slaves that I never owned? Right. No. Right. right. Like I'm not, 
I'm not a part of your indoctrination. You're not going to make me feel guilty about something me or my family didn't fucking do. No, but they want to no, push us. They want to push us. Why? Why? Because the color of my skin? That's fucking racist. Right. You racist motherfuckers. Dude, this is what the Nazis did to cull over their public to bring in their crazy shit. Correct. It's the same fucking blueprint. Go look at Joseph Goebbels. Yep. Yep. But they don't want to see it that way. The, the left is the... Well, it's not about seeing it that way. We see it that way. They're never going to see it that way because they're indoctrinated. That's what the fucking word is defined. Yep. They've been indoctrinated. So you're implying that elementary through high school through college is an indoctrination process. You get it's out into the work... It's indoctrination. Yep, it's turned into an indoctrination process that has absolutely been planned since the late 1970s by a group called the Weather Underground that was founded by a guy named Bill Ayers who ended up being undeniably uh, uh, Barack Obama's political mentor yep. as he was growing up. A domestic terrorist, too. All of those are facts. Could you imagine, Steve... So Obama launched his political career from Bill Ayers family room like he was Born a don't yep, yep. and that's that's on record so imagine if donald trump made his announcement from like david duke's porch well i mean jesus he he, he already has he's already a nazi what do you mean well, right <laughs> exactly exactly they've rewritten history i don't doubt that that's part of in their in their books that they're teaching ross now can i can i tell you something i found out about betsy devos this week which blew my mind and it's why i think she got the job um do you know who her brother is Oh, it's someone, yeah, it's someone famous. Who is it? Eric Prince. Do you know who Eric Prince is? Who? He is the CEO of Blackwater Private Military Contracting. Do you know where they are located? They are located in the Middle East. Do you know what people they are torturing as we speak? They're torturing Muslims. Uh, yes. Bad Muslims. Think Saudi Arabian billionaire Muslims. Hanging them, hanging them upside down and torturing them. To get information. Um, so Eric Prince is the brother of Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos was a donor to the Republican Party. Eric Prince is a contracted private military service. He runs Blackwater. They do black ops operations for the U.S. military and the Pentagon. They're contracted out. They're a private company. Uh, he, as we speak, is getting Saudi Arabian elites to turn on the Clintons. Uh, on the Clinton Foundation. Um, he's going to be written about in history books by the time this is all over. So, Interesting. if the reward is Betsy DeVos gets to be the head of the Secretary of Education, so be it. Well, she's also against you, but if you've ever listened to her about, she hates public education. She thinks it's a complete failure and she's a total open market, like free market. You need to have a choice. I love that, though. That's refreshing. Right. That's what it needs to be because guess what? Guess what, Ross? All of a sudden, in your little community, a little school opens up that, that caters towards libertarian and, and, and conservative ideas. Yep. And they're going to focus on STEM and math and accounting, and you're going to go, fuck me, of course I want to send my kids there. Of course, exactly. Right? And she's pro-charter school. They hate charter schools. They don't they like competition. Why, Ross? Why? Because it means the end of their indoctrination factory. That's what it means. When they're fighting for this money and they're fighting for that, that's what they're fighting for. Exactly. They're, not, they're, now, they're now raising the last two generations of kids to completely embrace and believe in socialism. Even as these fucking kids 
are all attached to their devices and smartphones, have the internet, and can go on and see what's happening in Venezuela right now. As the population over the last six months has dropped an average of 40 to 80 pounds per person, they're eating their cats and dogs, pets, because the food is gone. Everything's gone. It's yep. turned from complete socialism over to complete fucking uh, 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 communism. Yep, exactly. And how did we know that was going to happen, Ross? Because that's how socialism always ends up happening. Oh, wait a minute. It's called History Repeats Itself. History Say Repeats Itself. again. What happens when socialism gets implemented anywhere ever in history? Bad things happen. It fails miserably. It fails miserably and turns into communism. Correct, correct. Mm. So... So, uh, so not not surprising. Not surprising. So, socialism bad turns into communism, something that we thought was so crazy and we fought so hard against in a few wars. Yep. Right? So like let's let's wake up to this and go, wait a minute, if this is true, then how all of a sudden does fifty one percent of the largest generation ever born on the in the United States soil believe that socialism is the way to go? Right. Because they haven't experienced it directly, and they're young, and they, they're impressionable, and they don't realize... They're young, impressionable, and they've been indoctrinated in these institutions of learning, which Correct. are our public education dollars. It's over, defunded, it's over. Right, right. And I remember, Steve, I took an economics course in our high school, but it was like chapter one of what you learn in college. Um, and I kind of wish we knew that more. We, I wish that was something that is taught in high school as a mandated subject, so people and can read Duxbury it. High School. You want to let's let's switch over to another crazy subject. You want to fix the black communities and the, the it's it's really the black communities. You want to fix the black communities. Go into the black communities and every other storefront. Start teaching them about assets and finances and credit. Yeah. Right. Financial education. Yep. How about a personal finance course for anybody? Personal everybody. finance and, and how to run it and how important and why it's valuable and all about assets and income producing assets and how you start attaining those from the fucking time that you start breathing while you're in and you're lucky enough to be born in the United States of America, Inc. Fuck you, pay me. Right. 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 That applies to everybody. Not fuck you, let me sit here and be lazy. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, brown, whatever. Let me sit here and be lazy and expect shit. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Those days are over. Right. Right? Right. Those days are over. Remember the days where parents would say, well, you need to get a couple of credit cards to build up some credit. That was an old wives' tale. You know why? Because it builds credit that you can't pay back. Right? So now you have credit cards each month. You have five credit cards because your parents said, run up a credit card bill because you need to build up a credit. Uh, people love cash. They've always loved cash. The less you do on card, the better. But we don't learn that as children. We learn that it's okay to do that. It's okay to have a couple credit cards. Yeah, it's either, either, either no information or disinformation is the way that they're indoctrinating. Right. And, and that's really the key, right? right? Hey, Jesus, we're talking about so much finance stuff. I really want to you know, tie it all together. The last two things we're talking about is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So let's so, – so – and just to give some people some perspective – I will text Steve or call Steve 10 seconds before the show starts and say, what the hell do you want to talk about? We never had that conversation today, and we've already filled 53 minutes of nonstop data, data, data. Um, so this so is all unscripted. I think this is super interesting as Bitcoin, right? Is that record highs, right? 
Yeah, let's just do you want do you want to break it down uh, as far as like cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, why it's important, shit like that, or do you want me to run through that quickly? Uh, I think you might have a better understanding than me. So okay, let me run through it quickly. So Bitcoin is a unit of measurement, which think of it in our terms like a dollar, right? But instead of actually having a hard printed currency like a coin or a paper bill that we're used to trading around. This is an actual digital token that essentially it's just a bunch of numbers in a, in a computer database that you're buying into, right? Like your bank account. Yep. So Bitcoin was created. It's called a cryptocurrency, right? And so what the idea of it is, is kind of similarly to when we were backed, our financial system and monetary system was backed by gold, right? We only had as much money printed that you could circulate in the economy that we had sitting in actual gold bars, right? Like somewhere around the country, typically in Fort Knox. Yep. And that was being what's on the gold standard up until the 70s we were on that. 71, Nixon took us off. Yeah, very smart move, right? It's, it's a very smart move, very healthy for any economy to be on that, right? Because you really have an idea of, of what your currency is, and it, it really stops inflation. Another one of the horrible things going on in Venezuela, by the way, when all of a sudden, what is inflation? Well, all of a sudden, the $7,000 in cash you had that could go and buy you all these things doesn't even buy you a loaf of bread. Right, right. Right? So super important that your currency is pegged to something. But all of a sudden in this country, and we're getting off a little bit, but all of a sudden maybe people don't know this. In this country, we got off the gold standard and went to something called a fiat currency, which is backed by what, Ross? Absolutely nothing. Well, no, no, no. No, the U.S. military. The U.S. military. Technically, no. And also, technically, right. It's backed by something, and it is ultimately backed by the military, but they sell it as it's backed by the full faith and credit. Right yep. of the U.S. Uh, government, which says that remember in our Constitution we bring this up a lot. We will always pay back our debts. Right, right. It's, it's literally built into this most important document that we have. Right. So you know, it, and that's what's scary is that when your currency is not backed to anything, and you just have these governmental powers that are just printing free money. You know, we've talked about this. It can run rampant. It can get real bad. Right. So yeah, so hey, come on, come on. So Steve, to the to the Ludite listening, we always pay back our debts because the government said our debt is zero, right? Right now? Y yeah, it's, it's zero, right? We have no debt, right? Because we always pay it back, right? Stop, you're joking. No, we talk about this. We're $20 trillion in debt right now, and I'm laughing with Bingo. my face. So Bingo. And how much unfunded liabilities do we have? $200 trillion? Oh, I was going to say 100, but I think you may be more accurate with 200 yeah. trillion. But that's not even a problem that we can even think about right Correct. now, right? Like, that's like the cancer that we probably know that's coming because we were exposed to radiation as kids when, you know, we were younger, but that's not coming for 10 years, even right. though we know it's coming. Right. Uh, fuck, right? Like, it's a right. no-win situation, but no, we can't deal with that. we got to right. deal with the 20 trillion. Right. Right, and, and, and but but at least our dollar has preserved preserved value since the Fed was created, a hundred years ago, right? It's, well, no, it's, it's, you're such a dick. No, like you know, inflation has happened, and the cost of goods have astronomically gone up to the value of our dollar, but. It's so artificially propped up by our government and by, you know, what we do with China and them buying all of this debt in order for them to sell and dump all of their shitty goods on us through Walmart and shit. Yep. That they, they prop it up and it's fake. Yep. Right? So, so absolutely, unequivocally, since we 
went back over to Fed, the Fed and had them start putting our dollars, the value of the buying power of the dollar has absolutely gone down. down gone down to the tune of 98%. So when you hear the government talking, just ignore them because A, they can't pay back their own debts, and B, the Federal Reserve... Because they want to spend more. As they want to spend it, of right? course. It's, fucking, it's, it's over, right? They want to spend it until it's over. And that's, again, like bringing it back. And we're way off topic now. Yeah, we are. Back in a second. But this is what MAGA is, right? We talk about this. MAGA, MAGA, make America great again. It's about bringing back a manufacturing class, making it enticing to do it here in America, loosening restrictions, and building that middle class back by making people work again. Right. Right? Making people work again and making them feel good about themselves and their communities and empowering people. It's about empowering people. Right. Right. Right? The, the left want the left, the fucking technocrats, they want to replace everything with robots. They want to give people universal income so they can be sitting like fat fucks in that movie that we show the kids Wally. Wally. Yeah, they're all in their little devices that, that That's what scoot they around. Want. It's horrible. They have this horrible idea of humanity and it's like we buy into it, hook, line, and sinker. I watch like my friends and family, even the people that understand how horrible Amazon is and how destructive a force it is to our to everything, our economy. Our fabric of life, our society, and people fucking willingly like giving up their their fingerprints and their eye retina scans on the unlock their stupid fucking phones. Right. They give it up and they do it, and it's just destroying everything. It's like maddening, and these people hate you. They hate you. They think you should die. Exactly. Hundred percent. Believe in you, and you're if you're not an elite, and you're not. If you're using fucking Amazon, more than likely, you're not elite. Yep, yep. Agree, agree. So, anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, back to cryptocurrency. <laughs> so, you know, the the value of cryptocurrency, and this is going to tie in, is, you know, right now, think of it. When you move money anywhere, because you're using banks, right? If you're if you have money, you have it stuffed in banks. Every time you do something, especially now after nine eleven, everyone's tracking the government. Banks are tracking you moving money. So you know, I don't care if you're if you're trying to do anything illegal or not, or if you're just you know trying to live your life as a libertarian, it becomes very cumbersome, yep. right? So the idea of a of what's called a cryptocurrency, which is just a digital currency, we've went over that. Bitcoin, in this case, is the one we're talking about. It started, you know, four four years ago. Jesus, it was like literally four or five years ago. It started, and the idea of it is you, you're mining it uh, using people's computers, yep. right? So you you have these people developing these like literal like uh, like instead of uh, data collection farms, there are computers that just mine bitcoins, and you can and just like gold, they they model it after gold. You can only mine. A certain amount, right? There's a finite amount of uh, of Bitcoin that will be taken out in mind over a certain amount of time. Yep. Right. So it's very similar to going onto the gold standard, which makes it a very attractive thing for conservative people. But now you digitize it, which now you're on the web, and you can go anywhere. Right, you right. can move money. You can turn it into this thing called Bitcoin. If you have gold, if you have dollars, and you can now move it anywhere with no restrictions. Right, really, right. right? <laughs> so, 
that's the appeal of it. And from the last four years, it's gone from being one Bitcoin worth like pennies. And the most famous case is some guy sold 10,000 Bitcoins for two large pizzas, yep. which are now worth literally like 10 million or 100 million. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the whatever bitcoins he sold for those two pizzas, it was like ten thousand. It's worth a hundred million dollars today. Right. And this is four years later. So you paid a hundred. A guy four years ago, I might be having the years off, paid a hundred million dollars to today's bitcoin price for two large pizzas for he and his family. Right. I hope it was worth it. Hope it was worth I it hope the nose pimples and sodium face were so worth the it. The idea is now Bitcoin, like a hockey stick, has got caught fire, and it's literally gone from being worth you know pennies to being worth right now. We're trading at somewhere between like close today ninety five hundred to ten thousand dollars. Correct. But to be fair, cryptocurrency is very very volatile, more so than precious metals. More so than tech stocks. Sure, it's very vol very volatile, super volatile, as we said, like the hockey stick curve, and that scares people. But for some entrepreneurial, you know, kind of, you know, adventure seekers, it's very exciting, and it's Correct. also very exciting. And this is why I'm bringing it today, is because now it's very, it's becoming very mainstream that people are now hearing about this. The media is all over it more than just TechCrunch, and you know, some of just like your more nerdy. Uh, you know, tech-focused uh, publications and news outlets. Right. So, and it's also, yeah, but also, Steve, it's 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 spurning. You know, the the proof positive is that it's spurning other competing cryptocurrencies. So there's Litecoin, yes. there's Ethereum, there's Zcash, there's yeah, Ripple. The idea of cryptocurrency, it's it's fantastic for libertarians and for people who you know think of it like. I think the U.S. dollar is very volatile. I think we're already seeing like horrible inflation, like Venezuela, from see from all the cash we printed over quantitative easing one and two over the past eight years. But they're propping it up, so it just hasn't happened yet, right? It's like a star that we look out in the heavens, right. and that star's light has already burnt out. But the light has taken so long to get here, we right. just don't know it yet. So it's very much like looking back in history, right? Correct. This is just different, So, <clears throat> but the same concept. But so the reason why I bring it up is over the last, I want to say, couple months, but specifically the last month, mm -hmm. Bitcoin has shot through the roof, right? Unprecedented growth. Yep. The question is, Ross, what caused it? Yep. It was all, <laughs> I think, fear for what the government and the Fed is doing to the U.S. Oh, dollar. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. Let's tie in. This is why we brought this up, because we're tying in a lot of the things that we talked about tonight. So let's say, let me point out a story for you. Let's say that you are a member of a kingdom and you're one of the uh, you're one of the royal family. So what does that mean in a very, very oil rich, cash intensive gold Middle Eastern kingdom is that means over the past 20 years, your family's grown to hundreds, if not thousands of people and the wealth of mass has been in the billions, yeah. hundreds of billions of dollars, yep. right? So now let's tie in all of a sudden across the country, and we know the story, I think we've documented our version of it, Donald Trump goes to the Middle East, and the father who's been running it, the, the Kingdom of Saud, Saudi Arabia, he's been a member of Wahhabism, a very violent sect of, of Islam, mm -hmm. right? 
so he's been running the show, very good friends with the old Bush clan, as we discussed this earlier, and this is why we're tying this all in together from 9-11. That's all of that crew. And the father, a number months, years ago, goes to his brother and says, brother, in order for you to keep this kingdom and this dynasty, our dynastic bloodline going, I want you, because my son's not ready, I want you to take over. And when I die, you're going to rule until my son's ready, and then the power's going to be transitioned to my son, brother. The brother says, okay. The, the guy turns his power over to his brother. The brother runs it for so long. When the son's ready, and it's time to turn back over power, what's happened, Ross? It's, it's so they've already done a purge. They, they're cleaning things up. Well, no, this is before. He won't do it. Whoa, what do you mean you're not going to? You promised your, your brother that you would turn back power over to the nephew. No, no, no. Times have changed, right? Wahhabi uh, out. Right, 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 right. Right? More moderate sect, more moderate form of Islam. So we can now do business going forward because we're out of oil and they right. fucking know it. Right. right. So we need to now do something different. So what happens, Ross? They he brings in his son, Bin Salam. Yep. Now the thirty-year-old MBS, the thirty-two-year-old. Yep. Son. Yep. Totally going against his brother's rule, who's now gone. And what did the brother do? The thirty-year-old uh, brother, who's currently now the purge happens. He orders the purge. Correct. Right, correct. Of all of his family members, of all of his old his his uncles, Wahhabist leaning. That's the corruption, right? Yep. So what does that mean? That means we're going to round you all up. And what did they do to their accounts everywhere? Frozen. They froze them, so you have no money. Right? Right. And then what did they do? They rounded him up and where'd they put him? They put him in like a Ritz Carlton. They're in a Ritz Carlton where they've been for the past month. Yep. Guess what? You're not leaving until you admit to your crimes. And by admitting to your crimes, you're renouncing all of that money. Because money equals what? Power. World. Power. No, no, no. In that world, in the Wahhabist world, money equals what? Terror. Terrorism. Exactly. That's the deal that Donald Trump cut, right? We will support you. You'll be on the stage for the new reformation of, of, of everything on the world stage, even though you guys don't have what our predecessors were using you for, and we know it. But the how you do it, you come to the table, is you reform, and you lead, and yep. we'll back you up, yep. right? Yep. So he, he rounds them up, freezes their accounts. You have to admit to it. And by doing that, we freeze and now take your money, yep. right? Yep. So now all of those guys and gals who had their money in the banks because they're billionaires but also had gold bars and fucking U.S. cash, euros stashed in different palaces and pads across the country and around the world, what are they doing with that right now? They're, what have they been doing with it for the past month, Ross? They're not doing anything with it. Ross, what have we just been talking about? What is the hockey stick curve of Bitcoin? Do you think they're going crypto? Of course they're going crypto. How do you think Bitcoin goes from five thousand to ten thousand dollars a unit? So you think they're you think In they're six months? You think the they're last six months. Wow, so they're they're starting to shift their assets it's around. Billions, it's because how does that happen, right? You understand, Mark, it's because billions of dollars has literally where did billions of dollars has come in 
into Bitcoin specifically because it's the number one most popular, most accepted one of all the cryptocurrencies globally. Right. I had never thought of that. That's true. That's true. What's going to happen? Those guys, they're, they're seeing it, right? Because what happens, okay? We talked about what happens if they admit their guilt. You lose your money. We take it away. Well, those people who live a very opulent lifestyle, people that live opulent lifestyles, Ross, they don't like, like living an opulent lifestyle no longer. Right, right. right. It's, it's part of what it is. So what are they doing? It's here's the deal. You admit to it, which means you lose all your money, but you don't go to jail or we don't fucking kill you. Yep. You get to leave the Ritz-Carlton, but you're essentially ostracized. You can go wherever you want. Right, right. What do you need? What do you need to travel? Free travel, all the money. What do you need? So they give them the bare essentials to get by. Whatever you had, whatever you had before you got surprised and you were smart enough to like stash under your mattress, if you're smart enough because you're not traveling with all that cash, how do you travel with all that? Remember, right? right? You don't. You turn it into Bitcoin. That's right. what's been happening. Right. Because these people, most of them are going to take the deal. They're going to take the deal. Yep. And I, I, I want them to take that deal because it's going to be, it's going to, they're going to, they're, who are they, and then not to go down a, a, a side road, but, so we already talked about how Blackwater is torturing these people. Who are they going to give up in that deal? What, what dynastic families are they going to give up in that deal in the U.S.? Um, well, I think the Bushes should be shitting their pants. Bushes, and what other family on the other side of the political spectrum? Um... Who is it? Well, who, who is the... Oh, is it well, the, well, the Clintons? Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Well, yes, they've taken millions of dollars, tens of, of millions they of dollars have. from that. So, 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 yes. so, so let's play this all out. So this was actually, this is all spontaneous. Like, this was not something we talked about earlier. We've actually no, connected no, this dots. Is this is something that I've been putting together just because I've been following Bitcoin and I've been following along with all of, you know, with Saudi Arabia and how that's happening and just like, holy shit, like, this is what's happening. That was a brilliant connection. I had not even thought of that. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm brilliant. I'm just saying, like, this is stuff that no one else is reporting. Um, and no you're one else is reporting this. No, correct. Uh, it, no one else is. And, 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 and this is what's scary, though, right? Because, like, there's no way that, that markets, like, people, like, they, they, there's not enough mainstream that know about it. And that's why I brought it up. Because, like, my, my business partner, whose father lives in literally the middle of the woods up in northern Canada, was talking to him today and goes, what's this Bitcoin thing? Really? Yeah, and I go, oh, fuck, let's talk about it tonight, because that guy knows about it, this is turning mainstream, and yep. it has the ability to push further, but now it gets into, and like, you know, we could actually do a whole episode on cryptocurrency, and specifically Bitcoin, you know, I look at things and go, well, what's another huge economy that's super corrupt, always has been, I look at it as like a star out in space, that is already fucking collapsed, but it's just... You know, it has it, and they've been propping it up like crazy. A global, huge economy, Ross. Uh, China? China. So if, if you're familiar with at least China a little bit, and this gets into more of a real estate play, uh, uh, Chinese millionaires and billionaires that are about to get convicted or are trying to hide money, where do they park their money? At least in North America. You know? Uh, 
Probably, I, w- I want to say Cayman or tax shelters. No, Chinese people park their money in New York City real estate. Oh, real estate, real estate, real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real estate, like, it, it's, and it's a major issue because they build these huge condos in Manhattan. The Chinese people uh, buy $30 million uh, floor. Right, it's really an investment just to park money, and then all of a sudden you have a building in a neighborhood where no one lives. Yep. And everybody in New York's like, "Well, what the fuck? We're trying to build culture." Right. So they start taxing the shit out of these people extra money. Yeah. Like a whole thing like a year or two ago. Yeah. So another place, even worse, is in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, the market. You think New York is bad? It's about three times as bad there. The bubble there is astronomical. Oh, their bubble's been on record for like four years too, right? That's just pushed the prices. I mean, it's just you wouldn't even believe it unless you do or you live there. And it's because of the same thing. But so that's the old school way to do it, right? Before I get arrested or as I'm retiring out because I'm about to, you know, this corruption and everything's going away, I'm going to park all this money over in U.S. real estate so I can go over there. I can stay there, or at some point I can sell it and then transfer that to wherever I'm going to go. Yep. Right? The new version of that is Bitcoin. Yep. The younger generation. Yep. Before the economy crashes. And so I'm going, oh my God, with the number of people in China, and if the kind of same purge happens, but just a different scenario, Bitcoin could go up to $100,000 a unit. It could, yes. Oh my God, Ross. What did China do... Oh, a year ago, was it? Or I could be way off on the time. What's China's stance publicly on Bitcoin? Aren't they on board? Fuck no, they made it illegal. Did they really? They banned it. Wow. Very interesting. China banned it. Banned it outright, right? I'm going, oh shit, right? Like, fucking Chinese are smart. They see the writing on the wall. They see it. They see it. Is it because so, is it because they want their yuan to become the new currency? I mean, it just got listed in the SDR. Yeah, they, 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 they manipulate their currency so much over there that, like, think of it. That's part of, again, the beauty of Bitcoin being run on a, you know, on a, uh, uh, the Ethereum, you know, platform, which is really a blockchain technology. Yep. And blockchain essentially is a ledger, right? It's an open ledger of every transaction. Yep. So where does corruption happen? Corruption happens in the dark. Yep. Right, corruption happens on all these different layers of privacy where you have these syndicates that come in and take their piece. A blockchain erases all of that. Yep. Right? It's complete transparency on, on the ledger. Right. Um, so it's very attractive for people on so many levels. But it's also for a communist secretive regime who understands this and sees this. <laughs> No, they shut it down, dude. They shut it down. And that's what makes me nervous, right? That's where my speculation – I love the, the, under, the, the I love the concept of cryptocurrency. Love it, right? Totally love it. As a libertarian, I get it. I get why it's valuable. Fuck you, government, right? Like I want to be able to move my money. I'm not a terrorist right. um, freely. But at the end of the day, like, dude, what happens if the internet goes out? Well, that's the thing. What if, what if government – Hacks it somehow. I know it's so right. impossible because to hack a cryptocurrency. The, have you ever seen a country shut down the internet? Because I've seen that like in the last couple of years. I've seen that numerous Turkey places. does it every other year. <laughs> right? So if like, we're foolish enough to think that any government globally would ever feel fucking sorry about shutting that shit down and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't get your bitcoins. Oh, I have a 
billion dollars in Bitcoin. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. We we don't give a shit. Why would they give a shit? Yeah. So it's like it, that's that's what, that's what makes me nervous, and it always goes back to where I know that you and I are on the same page. Gold and silver. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that's your kind of your safe play. But Bitcoin is something that a lot of people are getting into, and a lot of people are selling payments on PayPal um, or or other type of electronically by using Bitcoin. So, oh yeah, it's, it, in that sense, it's gone completely. I, I want to say it's gone mainstream because there's almost every service that's out there you can pay with Bitcoin. Yep, it's just not every service that you're familiar with, right? You okay. can't necessarily walk into uh, a Seven Eleven and buy Bitcoin, right? But, there are stores that uh, you can walk into, or you can go shopping online and absolutely use your, you know, your wallet to spend Bitcoin and right. transfer it over. Exactly, exactly. So it's getting there. We're just not there yet. There needs to be a. And I just, well, that's the thing. I just don't. I just, you know, the the conspiracy theory in me just feels like it's never going to get there. I feel like, you know, the the, the powers that be, the banks central banks, community banks, they're sitting on the sidelines. They're watching this play out. They're watching the technology. They're watching people get their wallets stolen digitally and millions of dollars get lost. And they're, I, I think they're literally really looking at this. And then at one point, they're going to come in and shut it down while at the same time implementing their own style of blockchain and, and crypto. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, yes. Yep. Unfucking doubtedly, those corrupt fucks are doing that. Don't right. Question. So what I watch, watch what they, the way government does is they're rent seekers. So they'll they'll get they'll they'll elbow their way to a seat at the table, and then they'll set up their own version of it. So what I think they'll do, they'll do two things. They'll they'll either hack it, um, or they'll start their own. But what they'll do is they'll do it in such a sleazy way that allows them to have access to it, and they can bring it down at the drop of a dime. So if, you know, normally with Bitcoin, it can't get hacked. It's very protected. They're going to do their own blockchain technology, and they'll be able to bring down the system whenever the hell they want. And that's, that's where it's going to get crazy. I mean, what they're already doing, that when, I, when we talk about adoption, there's already talk, if not already, that there's an ETF, exchange-traded fund, uh, of Bitcoin. So that's already happening. Uh, so you see different type of financial instruments that use Bitcoin as a medium of exchange, that's when you know it's starting to get mainstream status. So the fact that there's an ETF for Bitcoin means that we're getting there. Uh, but, but I think what's going to happen is ultimately, like, like anything else, uh, government will try to elbow its way to the table with their own invention of cryptocurrency, of blockchain technology, and it'll be something that they'll get the, the Tom, Dick, and Harry's, the everyday Joe Sixpacks to say, well, why am I going to do Bitcoin? Government has it, so I'm going to do their version. And they're going to be ten times more susceptible to a hack, to some type of, uh, you know, like a system down type thing, a grid down, and then they're shit out of luck. And it'll be through their own stupidity and, and, and gullibility and trust of government that they do it. I mean, remember a couple years ago, government was going to start something called the MyRA. Where you put money in there for the government to touch, right? Um, what happens if the government seizes it? They never thought that through. And I think they shut down the MyRA program. Or it's not really catching on. So, so the government will try any way to get their hands on your money or your currency or your assets. And the question is, are you stupid enough to fall for it? That's right. 
so that's that's kind of that's kind of cryptocurrency in a nutshell. That is enough for another show, I think. I mean, we're like we're eighty minutes in right now. I'm wondering if you want to stop here and then reconvene on the weekend and talk about. Well, I, want to, I want you to give your Ross what's coming up this week. Okay. So your predictions are there more people going down for the sex stuff, the Me Too's? I think uh, I think let's call it from now on. Let's say someone's about to get Me Tooed. Uh, let's put it this way: I saw I, I, I've been watching a fake ass Keith Olbermann like bow out, and all the lefty mainstream media being like Keith Olbermann is so sure in his prediction that Donald Trump is uh, gonna get impeached uh, really soon that he's. He's ending his political show. Is that how they're spinning it? Yeah, right. That dude's about to get called out on something. Well, that's the thing. Want to sit in the limelight? That's the thing. For Keith Olbermann, it's likely he probably molested a twelve-year-old. But um, but no, Keith Olbermann has been wrong about everything. Uh, He's the guy that all of his tweets involve the F word and racist, bigot, Nazi, Islamophobe. Um, People like that don't have credibility anymore. He's the guy that was probably shouting at the sky on November eighth. Because Trump was in office. Um, that's the kind of guy that he is. And he's wrong about the election. He's wrong about the primary. Uh, he's wrong about the economy crashing when Trump gets in. He's wrong about World War III. He's wrong about fascism. He's wrong. He's just been chronically wrong. Um, so him going away, that to me is a capitulation. Joe Scarborough um, is saying he's going to delete his old Trump tweets. That's code for I've been defeated. I can't get him... In the Twitter war, I can't get him in the war of ideas. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna back off and go plan my wedding with Mika Brzezinski. Uh, so, what is my prediction next? So, I would say yes. You start to see each week it's going to be a slow burn, but each week you're going to see more and more congr- congressional figures labeled uh, or fingered as part. No, no pun intended. Fingered, but uh, people that are going to be pointed to as, as on that list of the 264 names of congressional figures uh, that did sexual assault, sexual harassment. Uh, there may be a rape in there. There may be some child or minor uh, transgressions in there. Each week you're going to see two or three congressional figures uh, get called out for their behavior and the settlement that the taxpayer had to pay for. You're also going to continue to see more and more Hollywood people uh, get called out for their behavior. Uh, but the big thing right now, as I yawn, is that I've been following, we talked about this last episode, this, this QAnon character, this NSA level, Department of Energy, super high clearance level person that's been posting on 4chan and 8chan, um, who I believe is correct because he predicted the Saudi arrests he predicted the Rothschild plane accident, which I believe was a botched mission. Um, he's predicted the you know the corresponding Argentinian boat that's taken a lot of Rothschilds to their island uh, that is now being pursued by the Naval Academy, the Navy. Um, I whoa, think. Whoa, whoa! Is that, is that what? Is that real? So maybe that's for another. Let's let that. Let's let that story digest for a little bit. Uh, we also let before I talk about it anymore because I don't want to drop too much. But um, there's also uh, there's allegations that the Marines are surrounding Langley headquarters in, which is the CIA Langley headquarters. So the Marines are on standby, ready 
<sighs> I'm sorry. Ready to take over the CIA uh, because they're about. There's about. There's so here's the deal. Virginia D.C. has about three thousand indictments sealed, ready to just be unloaded, and I think it's going to be on Washington D.C. Where all the lobbyists and money launderers that have been doing the same thing Manafort's been doing for decades, they're all scared, they're all running to register the same way Manafort ran to register at the last second. They're all going down. Uh, that is part of draining the swamp. You've got to drain the swamp of its politicians, you've got to drain it of its money, its sexual predators, um, and its influence peddlers through the lobbyist system. And that's exactly what Trump is doing. Um, news flash. And Steve, I think we part ways on this. Newsflash, I think Mueller is working for Trump, working for Sessions, and it's oh, all Jesus, I hope so. you know, all one big play act. And we're starting to see it because Michael Flynn is now saying, okay, um, I can't talk to the Trump campaign anymore. I'm now working with Mueller. Um, and that's our cue that Flynn is about to spill the beans. Flynn is the one that dreamt up this whole... Um, hold on one sec. That password is probably that F0EF04654F4. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to hack into my iPad. Um, the Mike Flynn is the one that planned this whole thing with Trump and Sessions and Mueller. Um, Mike Flynn was the former head of the NSA, briefly. Uh, hold on one sec. Brian, I, I'll do this after. I don't know what the code is right now. Okay. Um, I think, so So I think Flynn is going to work with Mueller. Flynn is now working with Mueller as we speak. Um, they, they, you know, the left is going to keep saying, oh, that means F Flynn's going to turn on Trump. There's not a chance in hell Flynn is turning on Trump. Quite frankly, he's going to turn on, he, Flynn's a Democrat. He used to work for Obama. He used to be the head of the NSA under Obama. Obama hates him because Flynn was the one that was rolling up all the sexual, the, the sex rings, the uh, prostitution rings. Um, he's the one that wanted to reform the CIA and NSA and FBI and make them all start talking to each other. Uh, he's the one that said, I quit. I'm not, I'm not funding ISIS. Uh, Obama hates him. The deep state hates him. Uh, Mueller, I'm, the more I read about Mueller, I mean, he was in Vietnam um, I don't know if he was a Marine or a Green Beret, but he was in a very admirable, noble position. And those types are not people that are disloyal to their country. So if Mueller gets it, he may have been a swamp creature, but now he's been told, he's been sat down by Trump the day before it was announced he was the special prosecutor. I know what you did with Uranium One. I know the lot, there's a lot of shit on you, Mr. Mueller. I want you to play ball and we will make sure that no charges are brought against you. And I think Mueller uh, was able to say, you know, okay, fine, I'll play ball, but I need to have a wide net to do all my dirty work. Uh, so what happens? Sessions uh, recuses himself earlier in the year. That was all play acting. Trump and Sessions are fine. Uh, Trump then meets with Mueller a day before he gets announced and says, look, I know your history. Uh, I want to work with you here. Do your special prosecution, but just I want you to understand we can press charges on you or there will be an FBI investigation on you. Uh, so Mueller said, I'll, I'll work with you. Uh, and now you're seeing it happen. So Manafort was the first one to go down. Fine. 
He was on the campaign for three months. He's a swamp creature. He was doing this for decades. Through Ukraine, not Russia, but Ukraine. This is a Russia collusion investigation. If the only guy you got so far is a Ukraine guy, then you probably have nothing on Trump. Uh, the next one to go down is going to be Podesta. Uh, Flynn is now talking to Mueller, as he was planned to do since day one. Uh, Podesta's going down. There's a bunch of other lobbyists scurrying. Three people keep quitting the Podesta group. It's renamed itself. It's going to relaunch in 2018. Um, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're cutting off the money supply to the donors, to the child traffickers, uh, to the lobbyists, to the money launderers, to the Saudi Arabians. All of the money that facilitates the D.C. swamp is being cut off. Okay? And that's what Mueller is doing. And a lot of people are frightened. Every day we hear that they're frightened because what happened to Manafort is going to happen to everybody in Washington, D.C. They're all lobbyists. Seven of the ten richest counties are in the Virginia suburbs uh, of people that work for the state and lobby for the state. Um, those days are coming to an end. So there are multiple drain-the-swamp initiatives in play. I think it's going to be revealed that Mueller is working for Trump. He's working with Sessions. He's working with Flynn. He's working with head of the NSA now, Mike Rogers. Um, and it's all going to be very enjoyable to watch when it happens. And the left, doesn't, the left doesn't even know it's coming. That's the funny part. So uh, that's what this Q Anonymous guy is talking about on 4chan. And he's been, it's recently been infiltrated. They infiltrated it and some guy hijacked it, put a bunch of swastikas on it, started talking about the Jews in a negative light. It's been compromised on 4chan. Uh, but it's already, I'm sorry, I keep yawning. It's already created a monster. And a lot of people are digging into it. And I think he's leaving breadcrumbs so that oh, people that are in tune or in check will follow the breadcrumbs and lead into a solution for what's actually happening. So watch these sealed indictments. Uh, that's going to be a big deal. It's record numbers. Unseal the deals. Unseal the deals on the sexual harassment claims in D.C. Uh, Trump and Bannon and whoever else are bringing down D.C. They're bringing down Hollywood. They're bringing down the NFL. This is a very historic time to be alive. It's very amusing. If you don't hyperventilate and be unhinged on every single tweet and you step back and you say, you know what, both parties suck. I don't like Trump the person, um, but I like the chaos he's bringing. You will start to see things the way Steve and I are digesting it. Not that we're smarter than the average bear, but that we're ten times more awake and aware uh, and informed than the average bear. So that's kind of what we're seeing. Uh, more updates to follow. But everything we're saying, I, I'm pretty confident it's going to come true. And that's not something that a lot of networks and you know platform people and all alternative media people are talking about. It's stuff that Steve and I are digesting. We're reading from multiple sources. On a given day, we'll read about 10 to 20 sources, triangulate our own opinion. We won't check in and agree ahead of time. We'll lay it all out on the podcast and tape it in real time and then send it out to red pill our friends. That's kind of the mantra of sports ball politics, to break you away from the two-party uh, duopoly that exists. We're trying to break you from that. And this is all off the hip, uh, shooting from the hip. We're not rehearsing anything. We're not discussing ahead of time anything other than topics. We're not making sure that we agree. We can turn on each other in the top of a dime anytime religion comes up.
So this is all very genuine, raw emotion and data and facts. So we hope you enjoy. Um, we're like an hour and a half in. This is our longest show ever, Steve. Love it. So let me let me let me save this, mix it. I'll release it tomorrow afternoon because I got to get I got to get shit in in order in the Jamian household. But um, all right, well, I'll release it tomorrow. Afternoon, I guess. Yep, but I'll release it tomorrow, and it's an it's, so for those. So we're getting a lot of good feedback that people want to listen to it. Uh, because they find it entertaining. Uh, they like the longer episodes. Uh, we're trying to get on iTunes. I have to figure that out. So friends that know how to get an RSS feed, please private message me. Uh, we're sharing it on Twitter. Random people are picking it up. It's great. Um, so we're trying to get iTunes listed so that you can download these podcast episodes and just walk your dog or go on a commute and have us blaring in the background for 90 minutes, um, which could be a blessing or a curse. I don't know. Up, it's up to the eye of the beholder. So, anything else from you, Steve? Before we no, that's it. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you all next time. We'll talk. We'll talk sometime this weekend, hopefully. All right, are we done taping? I think we're done taping. I will talk to you all later right. this week. No, no, listen. Yeah. Check out log on and see 